What's up, everybody? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. On this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Rausch interviews Isabella Lugo, a 3 plus 1 public relations major with a minor in film. Izzy discusses multiple shifts in her major and why she ultimately chose public relations over film. She shares her best stories as an orientation leader and the significant role that dance and the creative arts have played throughout her life. My name is Mike Bachman, and I'm the producer of the show. I'm also a graduate student in Quinnipiac School of Communications. Our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. On Common Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, dean of the School of Communications. Hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. Welcome to Uncommon Grounds. This is a podcast about students at the Quinnipiac University School of Communications. My name is Dean Chris Rausch, and joining us today is Isabella Lugo. She goes by Izzy. Uh, Izzy is majoring in film, television, and media arts, and minoring in women and gender studies at Quinnipiac. Izzy, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I actually have switched my major and minor, um, so that is just... You know what? It's a part of my whole progress at Quinnipiac because I've been everywhere. It's okay. I was undeclared and then I declared film. Um, But now to update everyone, um, I am public relations major with a minor in film and I'm in the three plus one program. So I'm in my last basically year of undergrad, which is very scary trying to take those grad classes. But, you know, I'm very excited to continue my education here. So let's talk about that switch. Why did you decide to major in public relations? Well, initially I am coming from Vermont. I knew no one here and I actually did an interview. And during my interview, when I was sort of an upcoming senior in high school, the person interviewing me in admissions, he really got a feel of why was the traditional type A overachiever. And he said, I'm gonna make you be undeclared. And I looked at him like I, you know, he was speaking Swahili and I said, but I know what I want to do. I'm going to be a film producer. I'm going to do this and this. He goes, but are you, do you really know? You're like, what, 18? And immediately I felt like I was a child again. And like my mom was reprimanding me. And I was like, okay, maybe you have a point. So I came in freshman year being undeclared, which was the best decision for me. I was able to take a sampling of all the amazing classes that are offered in the School of Communications. And after the end of that year, I, what a surprise, declared film. And then during my film courses, being able to go to Sundance Film Festival really solidified for me that I do love film, but I wanted the production aspect. I wanted to get the hands-on experience of learning how to put out a press release, making you know those cover letters for the organizations, and really utilizing those skills within the film industry. So you know, through my job as an orientation leader, I was able to really realize the skills that I had and the fact that public relations aligned with all of those, and I've fallen in love with it ever since. So it sounds like you kind of want to combine your love of film with PR is what I'm hearing. I mean, that's what I want to do today. Tomorrow, you never know, (laughs) but yes. Okay. So you mentioned you came here and didn't really know anybody. Uh, Why did you pick Quinnipiac? So fun story, I actually only applied here. Um, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. 
even though my mom was sort of like, you know, biting her fingernails at the fact that I was only applying to one. But, you know, I submitted a list to my high school college counselor with a list of requirements that I was looking for in a college. 10,000 students. I wanted the sort of quintessential Gilmore Girls feel of the college campus, the quad, the foliage, everything. And my college counselor said, well, you're describing Quinnipiac. And up to this point, I never heard of the institution. And I looked at her and I said, Quinnipiac, what? You know, how do I pronounce it? Where is this school? My mom had to teach me for a few weeks even how to pronounce the school. <laughs> um, but then I came and I did a visit. And after that, you know, also the huge appeal for me was a three plus one program. I honestly will admit to you, I thought everyone was accepted to that up until the point that I actually went to the three plus one informational breakfast. And I realized that it was an invitation only program and the, all the opportunities. And at that point, it was a no brainer for me. I did early decision and thankfully I got in and I've been here ever since. Very cool. Now you mentioned earlier that uh, you were an orientation leader and I've I see you around, around campus when you're taking students around. Why did you decide to do that? Being an orientation leader, I actually did something very similar in high school. I went to a private, actually a creative arts high school. I was there for dance. I was on a dance scholarship. And through my leadership skills that I was able to use in high school, I really knew that I wanted to bring those to the college level because I had the best orientation leaders ever. Um, I have them as my mom and my dad in my contact book. I call them at all hours. I still am in touch with them to this day, even though both of them were seniors. You know, I did not have the experience of being able to really see them or really hang out with them past orientation. But just those 48 hours were so you know, crucial for me, especially as I said earlier, not knowing anyone at Quinnipiac, they were my first friends and their experience with me, their ability to reach out to me after orientation to check in on me really inspired me to want to do that for other students. I am a mom to all of my students um, and I make sure to really tell them, you know, my phone's on all the time. Call me at 3 a.m. Call me whenever. I want to be that. I'm an only child. So I really want to have that big sister-esque feel for anyone on campus. And do they call you all the time? Yes, I have gone on many target runs. My favorite story is that one student, I, I will not name them, but um, they actually said they needed to go to target. I rearranged my whole day, we get there, and this person got one thing. And I just looked at them and I was like, really? Like, really, you needed Gatorade this badly? <laughs> but I would do it again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> So what else have you been involved with on campus besides being an orientation leader? Well, I'm also a part of Greek life. Um, I am in Gamma Phi Beta sorority and I joined my freshman year and I never saw myself as a sorority person. You know, I knew that Greek life at Quinnipiac was different than larger state schools. I knew that they did not have Greek housing off campus, but what really appealed to me was the sisterhood and the fact that I could get involved, not just on a campus level, but I could connect with alumni that was also in my chapter later on in terms of getting internships and also careers. And my sorority aligns with pretty much every single thing that I also align with. Our values are love, labor, learning, and loyalty. I mean, who doesn't align with those? But um, we try to instill those pretty much every single day. 
Um, and, you know, it's just been such a humbling experience being able to be on the other side of it this year, being able to recruit and have new sisters join us. And one of the things that I, I've been thinking about you, Izzy, is, um, is your dancing background. How do you feel like your dancing background and performing has helped you in terms of uh, your career goals and what you want to do? I think it is ultimately what shaped me as a whole. You know, I, I always say if I could get paid to public speak, that'd be my dream job. I have been on the stage since I was three years old. I have done singing, acting, dancing, and it reached a point where I realized that I understand the language of the industry. You know, as someone that wants to go into production or directing or something, I know how to talk to actors. I know what the dance, you know, logo and slogans are when I need to, you know, count them in. I understand how an audition works and the professionalism that's required. Since I did go to a creative arts high school, I understand that on a different level. You know, I was not involved in cheer. I was not involved in competitive dance. I was involved in a program where I took my math class as an elective because my ballet class was more important. And having that experience, and honestly, I really owe a lot to my teachers that I had in high school. Both of them were straight off of Broadway. They treated us like professionals from day one. We had to have a resume starting freshman year as a high school student. We had to have headshots. We had to be prepared for the audition. You know, it was a very real world experience. And they would always tell us, you know, if we're the worst ones that you have to handle in the industry later on, then you'll be all set. And, you know, right now, I am not exactly sure if film is where I want to go into or sports broadcasting, which is what I've been thinking about these last few weeks. Um, but, you know, wherever I end up, I know that those public speaking skills and I'll always be dancing in the sidelines wherever I am. <laughs> so you mentioned uh, sports broadcasting. How, where did that come from? I mean, honestly, I have a love of sports that I did not understand was as unusual being a girl. Like I have just always been raised in a household. My mom is the best. She's a single mom. I'm an only child. And she would educate me on the NBA from the time I was five years old. We would watch games. She also lived in New York and she knew some of the Knicks players when the Knicks were hot. And so she would always tell me those stories. And I now, for some reason, I don't know if it's just this fire that's within me now, but, you know, last year I was a part of a fantasy team for my um, orientation leader staff, a 20-person league. I won it all. Um, this year I'm doing it again. I'm going five and one right now. And I am loving educating myself. I just finished The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, and the NBA, I mean, you know, it was to the point where if I was having a rough day, I could just remember that the finals game was on that night and I was going to have an entirely different day. I love continuing to educate myself and especially being a woman that is able to hold a conversation about sports. I think it's very appealing and we need more people like this. All right. Favorite NBA team? Favorite NBA team right now, I would say... I mean, the Lakers, just because of the performance that they put on, I know how people feel about LeBron, how he doesn't live up and he's, you know, too full of himself, but you got to give the respect to him. You know, he even said that in his speech. He just wants the respect. But if we're going to go back, 
I honestly, it's a toss up between the bad boys, the Detroit Pistons. I mean, no one could top that in terms of their defense and the fact that they really gave it all on the court every day. But since I just watched the last dance, I got to go with the dream team because, you know, I was able to really learn about all the backgrounds, what they were going through, Scotty's back injury. So we'll see. And tell me about this fantasy league that you were in. Who, who did you have on your team? With so the other, last year, this was with the other orientation leaders. Oh, yes. I was in a 20 person league, which let me tell you was a lot, a lot of people, very little options on the waiver claim board every week. Let me just say that. Um, but I started off with the first draft pick. You know, I went with Saquon. He was really, really good last year. Unfortunately, this year, I actually was unable to attend the draft because I had a sorority prior arrangement, but I was still able to get a pretty rock solid team. I will say the latest trade that I'm very proud of is I got Claypool because I was able to see, you know, the scores that he got last week. I am a person that, you know, even though some people are not going to maintain the stability of scoring every single week. I like the unpredictable nature of that. So Claypool did not disappoint me this week, and I won yet again. <laughs> is, is Eric Kerr in this league? Yes, and I'm beating him next week. Let me tell you, we're up against each other. <laughs> I, I'm sure he was not happy that he lost to you last year. <laughs> so who's your quarterback? He Okay, so I'm trying right now to actually switch my quarterback. Um, be, I'm trying to look at the waiver orders. My friend, who does not take it nearly as seriously as I do, she has a stacked team. She has Pac Patrick Mahomes, Odell Beckham Jr., and she deleted the app. So I'm trying to do some, you know, things with her to sort of get those players dropped and sort of, you know, submit an acceptable waiver order for them. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Izzy, what do you feel like is the one thing you're going to miss when you leave Quinnipiac? Oh, wow. Now you're really making me think the fact that I am in my last undergrad right now. Um, I think I will miss the most all of the opportunities that Quinnipiac has to offer. I, you know, I've had the amazing privilege of not only being an orientation leader, but I also work for admissions as well. So I'm really able to see the entire application process from start to finish. And my favorite moments are when I see students that I give tours to later on in the summer at orientation. And, you know, the fact that I'm able to really be a part of a very holistic experience is something I'm going to miss the most. You know, not only are these students looking to me for answers of, you know, what the SAT scores are, but then once they come to campus, I'm able to establish those connections with them, take them out to lunch, really show them all the opportunities that I wish someone showed me when I was an incoming freshman at Quinnipiac. Ten years from now, where will you be? And what will you be doing? 10 years from now, I'm going to be running the NBA, let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I. You know, we have a, there's a Quinnipiac alum who's the, who runs the Detroit Pistons, right? I did not know that. My mouth is open for those back home that can't see me. Yes. He, he used to work for the Nets and he just got hired by the Pistons and I think his title is like their chief business officer or chief operations officer or something like that. Well, I, I need put to you in touch with, with him. Yeah. I'm just saying LinkedIn, I need to make this happen. All right. <laughs> um, but, you know, I also would love to work for something like complex 
sports or Vice Entertainment. I actually am meeting with an alumni from Vice next week um, to just discuss possible internship opportunities. Um, but yeah, you'll, you'll see me on the NBA 10 years from now. Let's just say that. All right. All right, Izzy, anything else you wanted to add? We're almost out of time. I don't think I have anything else to add. This has been truly wonderful, and thank you for having me. All right. Thank you very much for joining us, Izzy. You're welcome. That was Chris Rausch interviewing Isabella Lugo, a 3 plus 1 public relations major with a minor in film. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Rausch, Dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. The show is produced by myself, Mike Bachman. A big thank you to Heather Popovics for running social media. And our executive producer and director of community programming is David DeRoche. To learn more about all of our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can listen to our podcasts on the platform or app of your choice. And be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at qupodcasts. And if you have a story to share or something you want us to talk about, then find us on social media or shoot us an email. That address is qupodcasts at qu.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Tyler McNeil, a senior public relations major and president of Quinnipiac's Student Programming Board. And in a world that's shifting under our feet faster than any other era in a lifetime, information and media access are critical. So stay connected, my friends, and we'll catch you next time.